Welcome aboard. It's time once again to grab your board right out into the sea of ideas. As one of them is starting to curl up right over the horizon there, it looks like a sales pipeline. <laughs> that master surfer there himself, <laughs> Matt Hines. How's it going, Paul? Okay. I, I don't know where I came up with this surfer image, but, you know, I live in California. Sales pipeline seems like, you know, the, the, the surf pipeline that I see every day at the beach. Is it, does it have that kind of curling, ever-changing uh, appearance to it here? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so honestly, you know, it's funny. We, we, we're like, what, 120 plus episodes yes. into Sales Pipeline Radio. And I, I never really, I think today, or it was kind of the first time we're like, huh, like Sales Pipeline, Surf Pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, you're, you're in Southern California. I think the imagery is good. It's kind of fun to play with. It gives us something <laughs> fun to talk about at the beginning of the show. Exactly. I'm, I'm all for it. I love the, the creative license. You can go wherever you want with this. If you want <laughs> I like to change that. Gears, at any point, just knock yourself well, the thing I, and maybe we can talk about it today, but the thing that I always picture is a sales pipeline. All the images I see, it's like a fixed pipeline. It's a, it's a funnel, as everybody says. And is it just that where it gathers everybody together and narrows down to a little stream of, or, or is, it a, is it a much more, is it a vortex? Is it an ever-changing size and shape to it? That's why I picture the, the pipeline out here in, uh, off the coast of California. The, the wave appears, and you ride a little while, and then the, and then it disappears, and you got to build. wait till another wave builds up. So I don't know. Is it a continuous thing? Is it a fixed pipeline, or is it an ever-changing shape? I think you are you are in real time redefining <laughs> what a sales pipeline. And, and honestly, so. it's, it's an important topic because I I think you know it's a, the pipeline assumes that you've got a bunch of prospects and a percent of them are going to become actual sales opportunities and a percent of those are actually going to buy. Right. And mathematically and maybe chronologically, that's true. But if you ask an individual prospect, A, they don't think of themselves as a number in a pipeline. B, they don't necessarily go just from left to right or top to bottom yes. if you're doing a gravity-based pipeline. Right. Um, the end of the pipeline is really the middle of what I would call the revenue bow tie, right? And so if you are beginning a new relationship with a prospect or if you are beginning a new relationship with a customer, whether you're a SaaS business or just trying to sell them more stuff ongoing – that that initial sale is inconsequential compared to the lifetime value you're going to hopefully create from that prospect. So exactly, well, maybe inconsequential is the wrong word because I don't want to minimize the importance and the difficulty. But it's not once of- and done because that's what a, a, the typical picture I see on every funnel graph or every funnel infographic is just like the kind of funnel I use to put oil into my car here. It's a right. it's a funnel. It's a wide lip and then it narrows down to a little drip. And it catches all of this stuff and forces it down into this one stream of stuff going somewhere. Right. But once it's got there, how do I, what image do I use for that second sale, which may or may not come right away, or the third sale, or the continuous sales, or the even bigger sale, or the little sale? I see this, that's why I guess I like this pipeline image of the surf Mm -hmm. pipeline, because it appears and disappears. Well, it, it appears and disappears, and it, it never ends. I mean, it never I mean, ends, I mean, right? Exactly. You know, when you're you, if you're if you're doing a good job selling something to someone and they commit to it, just because they've become a customer doesn't mean you're done selling. Like, I mean, you as, as a company, you have to continue to reinforce why someone should want to continue to work with you. Right. So, you know, like surf, like gardening, like you're never done gardening. The you surf know. never stops. It just no. keeps it. Keeps you're always coming. tilling so the soil. The surf is always there's another wave and another wave and another and each wave. 
is a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, has different opportunities, and you have to judge that wave how you're going to ride it. Yep. And some days you're better at surfing than others. Some days the actual <laughs> surf itself is more conducive to great surfing. Sometimes yeah. the weather conditions and overall conditions make choppy. great gardening. Yeah. Some days you suck at selling. Some days your marketing just doesn't work. I mean, it just it happens to everybody, right? And so, but I think you know, you get up the next day, you get back in the garden, you get back in the water, you get back on the phones, you get you get back in the market, and you keep trying. So I, we talked about pet peeves. That that maybe this shows about pet peeves. One of mine is this idea of a fixed pipeline that once I build it stuff just continues to flow at a continual rate and produces results at a predictable percentage you know i get so many in i get so many out it's a machine i don't know that it works like that i know that's everybody's goal but does it really work like that or is it more fluid yes and, no. and more changing? So it's, it's, yeah. it's a good topic. So we did. So th- thank you. We, we kind of went down the, the pigeonhole of the pipeline, but it's a good sort of contextual way to introduce today's theme at our show. We had we had a guest. Uh, I think he's we're still trying to get a hold of him, but we may just have to reschedule him yep. if he wasn't able to join us. Uh, and I'm excited. I definitely want to get him in his topic and what he can offer to the show. But today we're going to talk about B2B pet peeves. And I think certainly the um, – the 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 paint by numbers method of managing sales that I think a lot of companies want, um, you know, and and you know there have been books written about um, sort of a a predictable, repeatable, scalable engine of growth, and a lot of you know venture capitalists have read that those books, and have then told their early stage companies if you just hire enough salespeople and make enough phone calls, the math works out. Yeah, right. And, and and you have to start somewhere. So you start with the math and you start with a plan, but sales is never that easy. And so one of my pet peeves is someone who has never done sales and never managed a pipeline and never been carried a number say, I read a book and therefore this is the way that we're going to sell, right? And right. I think that A, you know, you know, books are great and books are important, but you know, I think you gotta try new things. And if everybody in the world just follows that book, um, then it's, uh, you know, all of a sudden it becomes a little tough. Well, we had a phone ring. I thought it was your guest, but maybe not here. We'll keep going on. I, I, I just think we have this notion that a pipeline, and that's the only thing I object to the whole, I know your show is sales pipeline. It's all about pipelines. But I think we have to have a different definition of what a pipeline is. I don't think it becomes just you pour a, if, if I need more results, then I just got to get more leads. Well, no, maybe you got to get better leads, or maybe you got to get better at converting the leads, or maybe you got to, maybe getting more leads from outside your sales uh, pipeline is not the point. Maybe it's to get more sales out of what you've already got and the establishments you got. I, uh, it, this idea of just go gather more and pour it into the top of the funnel and more will come out is, I think, an oversimplification. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I, I think what I've found valuable about the concept of the pipeline, and you know, we call this show Sales Pipeline Radio. I continue to use you know a pipeline uh, as a metaphor. I've, right. I've I have custom made note notepads that I use to take notes at meetings that has a funnel literally printed on every note. If you go to our lo- website, you'll see that our logo uh, includes a fancy looking pipeline. Right. And by the way, if you look at that out of context, like I've got a Heinz Marketing sweatshirt that has that logo on it, and if I wear it on a <laughs> on a um, I wear those you know I wear it traveling sometimes, and so like literally. I will have people come up and they see Heinz Marketing, they think ketchup, and the logo <laughs> is basically kind of like a squiggle of a pipeline. And if you don't, if you think it's ketchup, it looks like just a squiggle of ketchup. There you go. See, you so see what say, you. Oh, that's a cool ketchup. I didn't know Heinz was changing their logo. I'm like, well, they didn't. <laughs> and it's oh, never mind. So never anyway, mind. the the pipeline I still think is valuable as a starting point 
But I think so. You're, I think you're absolutely correct. If you assume you're just going to throw a bunch of content in the top, you're just going to throw a bunch of visitors or a bunch of web traffic at the top, yes. and then just naturally they're going to convert into the right prospect. They're just going to filter that's down. Incorrect. And right. B, if you assume that you have to start at the very top, you have to start with this massive amount of traffic to get to where you want. That's not correct either. Right. Right. So again, I think I'm, I'm throwing out my other uh, analogy here. Maybe it's more like the pipeline than the surfing pipeline. You know, you get into the pipeline, it, it appears and there's a momentary opportunity there and you flow through it as quickly and as well as you can. And then you have to go catch another wave or you have to go wait for another pipeline to open up and, and develop. And you have to, each one is a little different depending on the tide depending on the time of day and depending on the conditions uh, surrounding you how about that well and one of my other pet peeves related to that is i think what i've often called the marketing of more i think a lot yeah. of marketers even today are enamored with big numbers right we want more traffic more clicks more leads and more sounds better it sounds mm -hmm. better it looks better if you put that on a chart and put more in front of your you know board in front of your leadership team those up into the right charts that look great more sounds great, but honestly, in many cases, more can be counterproductive. Yeah, you don't need a thousand leads, good leads. You need maybe ten great ones. Years you ago, you don't need all the people at the top of the funnel. You need the opportunities, and the opportunities may come from a more finite campaign. It may come from doing less, but doing it in front of the right people. Exactly. And, and increasingly, it's interesting. I mean, I we we just just this year, we've done work with clients that clearly have that marketing of more mentality and so we start talking about you know hey listen let's do let's do smaller campaigns let's do more direct campaigns let's focus on instead of 100 prospects let's focus on the 22 that actually show some interest that yes. show that have some characteristic or attributes that we think we can actually sell and so we get a higher conversion rate and a more efficient set of marketing and they're like yeah, but our numbers are so small. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. Like, Come what on. Do you mean it doesn't look like are you <laughs> do you really want more traffic? I so and literally, I mean, so now see, the problem with the pet peeve episode here, of course, Paul, is you get me on a rant, I won't stop. <laughs> we won't literally stop. yesterday I was judging I'm a judge for the content marketing awards for the content content marketing world here in September. Cool. And yesterday I'm going through my categories, and one of my categories is I'm I'm judging multi-author blogs. And so people submit their blog and they do a write-up that says, okay, here's what we're really excited about and here's what here's our results, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the results section, the vast majority of people when they talk about results, it's like, well, here's how much traffic we got. That's and right. here's how many And mine's bigger than yours. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just it's just it's just showing like how much volume we got. And if you you know, it may be dentists in South Carolina that are visiting your SaaS enterprise software blog and, and they count in those numbers, I guess. And maybe I'm just a hammer and everything looks like a nail, but I'm reading yeah. all these submissions and I'm right. saying like, wow, you did a great job getting traffic to your booth. You got your traffic to your blog. You did a great job using social to increase pass along and engagement on your, but what you can't buy a beer with any of those no, metrics. No, exactly. So and they look really at matters? you shocked and like, well, but I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You're supposed to reward me and say, a boy, look how much traffic I drove. Look how many. Well, we've always done that as marketers too. I mean, I think this is in, as, as leaders of marketers and as organizations that are managing and hiring and evaluating marketers, like we like more. I mean, right. CEOs like up and to the right. They like seeing more traffic. They like, the boards are used to thinking that marketing isn't responsible for a number, not responsible for the sales number. They're no. responsible for the marketing metrics and more marketing metrics feels better yeah right well we got to do what feels right to me right now which is run a commercial and stop you because you're just going to go <laughs> off we got to break this up for a second here and give we've only got a half an hour right <laughs> give everybody right, a we'll take a quick break we got to pay some bills thank you for joining us today special episode pet peeves we're right back on sales pipeline radio 
In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem, and it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on a special episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. We had a last-minute uh, cancellation with a guest. No big deal. We got lots of stuff to talk about here. We decided to call today's episode uh, our B2B pet peeves. And literally, uh, Paul, as we go, as I look at the list of things that I kind of put down as our pet peeves, I've got six things. We've covered one. <laughs> so we, we're going to run out of time for we're sure gonna run out, on yeah. this. And I think if we would have planned this out in advance and sort of encouraged people to call in, this probably would have been a very popular topic. Well, we should. Maybe, this is, maybe we can seed an a future show here this way. We give them an address or an email or someplace if they have a pet peeve that they want to voice or air or have us or you talk about, where would they send that? Well, you could send that, you know, straight to me. You can just send it to Matt, M-E-T-T, at HeinzMarketing.com. Just send me your pet peeve and let me know uh, what your what bothers you about B2B sales marketing. Not a bad idea, Paul, to maybe make the uh, pet peeve of the week yeah. kind of a regular feature here yeah. at Sales Pipeline Radio. I think I like our our, uh, our format of bringing on some really great guests and really asking them hard questions and having a great conversation. Yeah. But, um, you know, boy, a pet peeve of the week would be a lot of fun. You know, my pet peeve of the week is uh, that too often we think, you, you said one of them, that more is better. My pet peeve is, why is the new customer more valuable than the existing customer? And here's what I mean by that. We spend so much time changing, chasing the new that we sometimes overlook what we already got and take it for granted, I think. I think you're right. I, I think, and I think in a lot of companies, you know, well, look, I mean, if you're early stage and you don't have a lot of customers, by definition, Clearly, you have yeah. to go acquire customers first. And I think it is, it is significantly more profitable for you to work on keeping your existing customers than going after new customers. Sure, easier. If you if you want to grow, if you want more market share, then clearly you got to go get new customers. But a lot of companies put so much effort into that and then leave a you know a random you know email newsletter and a toll free number for their customers and wonder why their churn rates suck. You know, and so I think you do have to put a little more effort into that. I think it's it's a challenge. I think you know I think marketers often see that there is an account management organization and say, well, I don't own the customer success number, but I have been told I have to generate pipeline. I've been told I need to generate new customers um, and assume, you know, and you know what they say about assuming. Yeah, Assume right. that when you put that content out there that, you know, well, customers can see it too. Customers will go to our blog too and they'll have, they can come to our webinars too. But I think there is a different angle you want to take and a different approach and different strategy you want to use for those existing customers. My late father uh, was at one time the head of customer relations for Chrysler Corporation. Big job. And even back then, this was back in the 70s, this is a million years ago, uh, he complained he could see what was happening where customer relations was getting cut back while marketing was growing, meaning 
it was less important to keep the current customers happy than it was to go find a new customer. And and that was not the world he grew up in. Their world was if you captured a customer early enough for mobile gas, for Chrysler cars, for whatever, they'd stick with you for life. And the assumption started to be, they're going to change anyway, so we better just be looking all the time. Yeah, boy, I think, um, I mean, some of this is easier said than done for companies. You know, I think when we talk about marketers and the marketing of more and trying to adjust the, the the objectives that you have to revenue centric metrics. I mean, that's, you know, you can you can sit as if you're a CMO listening to this and you can sort of come out of this podcast and you can say, listen, I'm going to start focusing on better metrics. Yeah, it's not that easy. You've got a board that's used to seeing up and to the right. You've got yeah. a leadership team that's used to seeing a certain set of metrics from you. And so you at least have to have a conversation to transition them to think about that. Then you've got a bunch of marketers on your team that are used to prioritizing more, that are used to buying the most leads at the lowest possible price. And if you now come to them and say, I don't care about how much it how much it costs, I want to know how much it's worth. Yeah, and right. if I now say that there are certain leads that I'm willing to spend 5X to acquire versus what I'd been doing before because I know that they're the right customers and if I could get to them more directly, more efficiently, I'd do that. Mm-hmm. That sounds great, but you just entirely changed some digital marketing manager's job. Absolutely. And they may very well be afraid of what you just put in front of them. They may very well be worried about their job security. So let me ask you another question. I'll continue on my pet peeve. Uh, With the assumption you've already got a certain base of business there, and you take this for granted. Great, I got that. Now I'm going to double it by finding new people rather than trying to get more business out of your existing uh, customer base or, or even holding on to that business. If that assumption is true on my part, and I think it is true for a lot of companies, the new is better than the old, how do you market to the old? I don't see much stuff aimed at me as a current customer. I see a lot of stuff aimed at me to attract me to be a new customer. Right. I I mean, I don't see, I'm just thinking out loud, I don't see a lot of campaigns that say, thank you for buying, for banking with us for 10 years, and here's more stuff we would love to talk to you about. They, They try and do that sometimes in the bank live, when you're yeah. standing there, but yeah. I get more and more enticements to join a new bank than I do from my existing bank to stay there. Yeah, I would agree. I think we take advantage, we take for granted some of the customers we have, and that's not a true all across the board. No, no. Think, but, um, yeah. And I think yeah. a lot, what a lot of companies say is, you know, we need to go do something. We need to go, you know, let's send them something, send them appreciation gift, right? Or you know what? Let's um, we haven't been doing enough for our customers. Let's do a barbecue next yeah, Friday and right. invite all customers to the right. Like that, that was fine. But there's there's a difference between having customer appreciation and customer retention be part of your DNA, be part of what you do every day, versus doing sort of random acts of customer appreciation. I'll right? give saying, you, hey, let's send everybody a coffee mug, or let's do a barbecue next Friday. Exactly. I'll give or you another. Send- I'll give you another example, real quickly. Uh, we had somebody on another show talking about how uh, you're coming in and selling a big B two B, right? So you're selling them some widget or something, and they know that you make this. But you don't know, and they don't know, that you also make another widget. Yeah. And they think of you just as widget A and not as widget B. They don't yeah. think of you. So they're out looking for somebody to solve some new need, and they didn't know you can do that, nor did you know they're looking for it. It's a challenge. Yeah. So, I think, um, you know, I mean, some, some, you know, we it's not just in the communication. Sometimes it's the way that we brand ourselves. That's yes, the way we right. talk about what we have. Um, I mean, this, I, look, it, 
I think about this topic at least once a year, and that once a year is usually the week of Thanksgiving, when all of a sudden <laughs> my inbox is full of companies that tell me how much they're they're thankful for me. Yes, <laughs> right. And then I don't hear from them again until the following Thanksgiving <laughs> exactly. week, when they, they will come back and tell me again. That so, I mean, you, you know what's happening, right? If someone yeah. comes in Monday morning and says, we should do something for Thanksgiving this week. We should thank our customers for being customers, right? right. And so if, if I only hear from you once a year during that week, how actual thankful I mean, it, <laughs> right. it seems like this should not – this is not – you know, being thankful is not a campaign. It is yeah. not an email. Right. It's a culture change. Right. It's part of your DNA. It's part of your value. Right. I agree. Uh, and and, and I, getting to know your customer, be, you assume that sales reps are in there with the customer and will see an opportunity or, or will present, hey, we now have this new line and here's something else you didn't know we did. You assume that's the salesperson's job, but doesn't the marketing department have some responsibility to inform people we have new offerings, we have new things and new services we can add to what you're already buying from us? I mean, they're your customers. They want to hear from you. <laughs> right. I mean, they want to know what you think. I mean, so I, I think, you know, the nice thing about, you know, the customer marketing side is it's not like you have to go buy a bunch of lists. It's not like <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you have access, and they're gonna ra- they're gonna listen to you because they, they they give you their money. So, right, yeah. you know, you and now it doesn't mean that they're going to read an email every day. It doesn't mean that if you send them, if you if you mail someone an invoice and put like fourteen sheets behind it, they're gonna fl- <laughs> they're gonna read every word of those. Right. So you still have to be smart about your marketing. But I think also, I mean, this is it is not about you know buying people coffee mugs and barbecues. I, I agree. Just be thankful. Like literally, like embed thankfulness, embed appreciation into your marketing. Embed being proactive and thoughtful about asking your customers, what else can we do to make you successful? What else do you need from us? What else do you need in general to be successful? Right. And that's what that whole consultative sales that's been around for so long. You know, let me get to understand you. Maybe I find other ways I can help you or maybe I can help you, but I can refer you to somebody. All of that feeds into this. But I I just am amazed. You, You brought up two topics that I've never heard anybody talk about, the idea that more is always better than less when it comes to marketing. Obviously, I got to have more leads. Obviously, I got to have more clicks and impressions. Maybe not. And my pet peeve of why is the new always better than the old? Why is why do we spend twice as much to get the new than we do to hold on to the old? Yeah, I think that's a good one. Well, hey, I know we're going to run out of time here. What do we got, Paul? We got like a minute or two minute. left before we got to run. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll tell you, there's, I like the idea of this pet peeve of the week. Yeah. I mean, I got this list here of other things that I'm really, really kind of frustrated about. One of the ones I'm going to bring up just sort of as a last one, we'll maybe treat this as, you know, sort of the format of the pet peeve of the week. It's not going to be a whole show. It's going to be something we have to do just in a minute or two. Right. One of my pet peeves right now is companies and marketers that think that technology is going to solve it. Oh, well. Yeah. And I say it as a pronoun because it stands for so many different things. <laughs> say, you know what, let's just go buy a tool and it'll do it. Yeah. Right? Or let's go, we, you know, we're, we're, we're committed to this initiative, so which tool will do that for us? Yeah. Uh, look, there are tools that are out there that can help you, you know, I- accomplish what you're trying to get done, that can help you execute on a strategy. But if you want any tool to be successful, you have to first commit to the strategy. You have to commit to the why, and you have to come up with a concept of what you need to accomplish. And I would further say that anytime you think you need technology, start with some kind of a proof of concept that requires no technology at all. Wow. If you want to do account-based marketing, you start with a spreadsheet. 
maybe a telephone <laughs> and an email address, but you start with a spreadsheet. If you can segment out your buying your buyers into the members of the internal buying committee, if you can think about how to talk to them differently and then segment those messages by stages of the buying journey and then figure out how to have conversations where you're building consensus amongst those internal buying committee members, that, my friends, is foundational ABM work, and that you can do over the phone that you can do in a meeting that you can do by simply segmenting those messages and knowing what those messages need to be. Now, there are tools that can help you uh, certainly expand and scale that on uh, that beyond just being able to do it in a spreadsheet. But if you do the tool without the spreadsheet, it's not going to do much for you. So you're not saying to just go buy the tool and then figure out what to do with it? No, that is not that that is the essence Paul, of oh. the pet peeve. Which is apparently our very first short form pet peeve of the week. Okay. All right. I know we're out of time. This has been a lot of fun. We should do this more often. Yes. Just sort of kick our guests off the show, and we'll just spitball on stuff that we think is interesting. Hopefully, everyone listening has found this interesting. If you're first time at the Sales Pipeline Radio, thanks for joining us. If it's your, if uh, if you're, it's uh, not your first time, really appreciate your attention. We're going to be here every week, 11:30 Pacific, 2:30 Eastern. You can catch every past, present, future episode on Sales Pipeline Radio. For my producer Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us for another week of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio, brought to you by the good folks at Matt Hines Marketing, right here on the Funnel Radio Network for at-work listeners like you.